from talkradio.nyc. Welcome to At Home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and owner of David Thiergartner Interiors right here in colorful Manhattan. On tonight's show, Color Stories. My guest tonight is color and design expert Andrea Magno from Benjamin Moore Paints. I'm thrilled to have Andrea here tonight, and I'm anxious to understand how she sees and interprets color. I would love to hear about some of her personal color stories and discover firsthand why Benjamin Moore is one of the finest paint companies in the country. There's a lot to talk about, so let's get started. The colors of my life are bountiful and bold The purple glow of indigo The gleam of green and gold The splendor of a sunrise The dazzle of a flame The glory of a rainbow I'd put them all to shame Quiet browns and grays. The purest and most thoughtful minds are those who love color most. And that's a quote from the English art critic John Ruskin, and I have always remembered it. I have always remembered the colors of my life. Because each color has a story, each color tells a tale, and each color makes a story more vivid and more alive and I don't know, more worth telling. Just go back in time just a bit and think about the colors of your mom's favorite dress or your sister's bedroom. I remember to this day that my sister's bedroom was painted in two shades of yellow. Or how about the color of your first car? Mine was navy blue and I had to have that color as no other color would be quite as good. And I remember driving my navy blue, or because we have Benjamin Moore in the house tonight, my 1977 Datsun B210 in Van Dusen blue, which is HC156. <laughs> I remember driving along the LA freeways and seeing the vibrant orange California poppies alongside the road. When I go back far enough in my life, I remember planting red, bright geraniums with my grandfather. I think of that so often when I see red flowers or I see a brightly painted red room. Is it the color red that triggers one of the most cherished memories of my grandfather? I think so. Here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that men and women see red differently? And if we look <laughs> to movies and throughout history, color has been the expression we remember most. Marilyn Monroe's shocking pink dress and gentlemen prefer blondes. Or how the history books describe Caesar's victorious return to Rome wearing a Tyrian purple toga. Color is fascinating, and I've always been interested in the exact type or description of a color. I love to analyze color groupings or color harmonies. I can stare at a painting just to understand or grapple with what the artist's color choices actually were. And if you're a gardener like me, you can spend your lifetime creating the best color combinations for your garden. I think one of the quickest ways to understand someone's personality is by the colors that they choose for themselves. And here's another fun fact. 90% of all first impressions are based on color. As an interior designer, we are constantly looking for color clues from our clients. That's why we look in your closets. We want to see your shoes and your dresses, the color of your handbags, and if you have a variety of color ties. It's the best clue to understanding the colors that you love or if you perhaps happen to be a New Yorker, maybe your love for black. Psychologists say if you want to look powerful, wear black. Well, that pretty much explains 
that New York phenomenon, all of us seeming to wear black all of the time. Color stories are the stories of our lives, and that is why I'm so excited to talk to color and design expert Andrea Magno from Benjamin Moore Paints tonight, because being a color expert allows Andrea to live in a color, to understand the depths and the expression of a color, and to search and explore the colors around us. How color affects us, how color moves us, and how color plays such an important part of our daily lives at home. And if you remember the show last week, we talked about Jackie O's and the Kennedy White House, and remember how the rooms are described, the red room, the green room, the yellow room, or for that matter, the White House. All of those special events and occasions, all of the historic meetings, all of the fancy state dinners, all of the important antique furniture, and some of the most important American paintings coveting the walls, and we still call the rooms by their color name. I will say the blue room is pretty spectacular. And did you know that blue is the world's favorite color? And so tonight, let me ask, what color do you want to paint with? What color do you want your children to remember about their home? And what color? Red, blue, yellow, orange, Kelly green, Santorian blue, Paisley pink or Puritan gray or Elmira white for that matter. What color is the color of your life story? When we come back, my conversation with Benjamin Moore color and design expert Andrea Magno. This is At Home. I'm David Thiergartner, and we'll be back in two minutes. It's red and yellow. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. My guest tonight is Benjamin Moore's color and design expert, Andrea Magno. Andrea, thank you so much. Welcome to At Home. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I'm so happy that you're here. I start each and every show asking each guest the same question, which is, what is your definition of beauty and what specifically is beautiful in your home? For me, beauty is, you know, it's that combination of, you know, and it sounds a little bit textbook, I suppose, but, you know, it's the it's the color, it's the shape, it's the proportion, it's all of these different pieces and how they all come together. But really what triggers 
noticing beauty for me is when I stop and pause. And really, I want to take in what's in front of me. You know, it's kind of like I'm taking this mental snapshot and I want to hang on to that picture forever because there's something about it that is just, whether it's inspiring or, you know, just something Emotional. I want to hang. Yeah, I just want to hang on to it. The first part of the question, I think, so answers uh, the design question here, right? Which is that it's a combination of things, proportion and scale and the right color for that particular item or thing. Uh-huh, exactly. So it's bringing everything together that gives it uh, the zest of beauty, which is really cool. Thank you. That's a really wonderful answer. How about in your own home? What does the design expert of Benjamin Moore have beautiful in her home besides maybe her family? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're they're beautiful too, but... <laughs> but, but. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I really... It's funny because people hear that I work at Benjamin Moore and they expect that I'm going to have loads of colors and all kinds of things going on in my home. But really, I love neutral colors and really taking uh, taking the appreciation for the subtle undertones and the nuances of all of the colors and looking at how I can take the color on the wall and then I can pair it with different fabrics and textures and different things. So, you know, my home is very, um, you know, it's more subtle, but then I'll have these kind of winks of color or moments of color that I think carry through and really tie everything together. I think that's been a consistent answer with designers. Honestly, my house is white inside. I think it's because we surround ourselves all day analyzing and thinking and trying to derive the right color for other people that we just kind of go home to a clean slate a little bit. No, it's I mean, true. if that's an explanation. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's really, it's true. And it, I want it to be calming and tranquil. And, you know, it's that enclave or, you know, escape from the day and everything that you've got going on and, you know, being able to just relax in your home in and your surround yourself. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It's not is, work. No. And what's going to be calming and a great color combination or a combination of different materials and whatnot for me isn't going to necessarily be for the next person. So I think it's really taking that kind of introspective look and understanding well what, what appeals to the individual, you know, and, and sometimes it takes a little bit of digging, you know, if people have never thought about that before, it's sort of a different, you know, instead of it just being, a surfacey kind of thing. You know, what do you want to surround yourself with? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's one of the reasons that I kind of reject these uh, accent walls that are just one color mm-hmm. because it's that's not playing the game out fully to me. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's not absorbing what you're 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 trying to. I don't know. You're guessing at what might work, and that you know you got to invest in it, right? One way or the other. Listen, tell me a personal story, as because we're talking about color stories. Tell me <laughs> a personal story, like my grandfather's red geraniums, for instance, or something. Is there a color that you remember from your childhood that you've always held on to? You know, it's funny that you mentioned the navy blue car, yep. and navy blue is a color that I feel like I always gravitate to. You know, I don't consciously say oh I want navy blue for such and such reason it's just something that I'm very drawn to and thinking about it even when I was a little kid I had I was probably two or three years old and I had two jumpers and I would drive my mother crazy because I had a closet full of clothes but I had two navy blue jumpers and that was all I wanted to wear (laughs) and it was and it's funny because now a lot of times when I'm you know presenting or if I'm going to be in front of people or something like that I'm very drawn to wearing navy variations on navy that kind of thing and that's even sort of an accent color that I have in my home. I I remember going to show houses growing up. You know, my parents loved going to model homes and show houses and things like that. And the rooms that really stuck in my mind were the ones that had that color in the room in some way. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's (laughs) fabulous. Yeah, that's wonderful. What a great story. Um, Just to give everybody some background, what is your daily like at Benjamin Moore like? Like what what makes up your day? Well, what's great about it is it's never the same every day, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really know what the 
twists and turns of the day are going to be, which is great. But everything that my team and I works on involves color and it could be working on a new color card. It could be working on a color tool. It could be uh, working with the digital team and trying to figure out what kind of content we want to put out there for customers or, you know, anybody looking for color advice. And so, you know, there's so many different projects and so many different things going on that really illustrates how key color is to Benjamin Moore and, you know, paint, you know, people don't walk into a store and just say, give me a can of untinted paint, right? I mean, I don't know, maybe they do, but I don't think so. And so it's so important to go through that process of choosing whatever color you want to put on your walls. Yeah, just go to a hardware store on a Saturday morning and you, you know, you have all these couples, you know, with kids running around fighting fighting about (laughs) what color is best, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, you know, absolutely fascinating. I love that. It, I love that you said that Benjamin Moore is constantly working to make it easier and to to explore deeper into how to reach out and allow people to better understand the colors that they're selecting or that they might want. I think it's kind of wonderful from that standpoint. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's so important because we get so many questions from homeowners and people who are either looking for validation on a color or they're just looking for someone to point them in the right direction. And and I have to say that's a really rewarding part of the job because I really like helping people to transform their homes. You know, there's such an important emotional piece to it as well. You know, I mean, we're not, you know, solving world peace or anything like that. But if we can help people to create a home and transform their home into a place where they just feel good. Sanctuary. It's just exactly yeah. sanctuary is a perfect word. It just it's really, uh, you know, it's it's great. You know, I like helping people with color. I mean, it seems like you're doing it really well, because what I've noticed in my, you know, two plus decades of being an interior designer is that I feel like Benjamin Moore is trying to teach color stories, the idea of personal color stories to the consumer. I mean, that seems to be a part of what the web presence is, the pamphlets in the hardware store or the paint store, I guess I should say, um, seem to try to represent um, either a period of time or uh, what might be appropriate to the kind of architecture that you have. So you guys already are creating these incredible ways of people to have color be their own um, incredible story. Um, Is that something, is that through, I I think you answered it a little bit, but is it also market research? Is Is it trying to see how people relate to the purchase, trying to understand what's driving them? Well, a lot of it is intuitive, I think, you know, just what we're listening for and what people are asking us. So, you know, that's kind of a sort of market research. But then we are doing real market research and we're looking at data and, you know, trying to see what are the colors that people are searching for? What are the colors that people are buying? You know, understanding all of that and then, you know, taking almost the qualitative and the quantitative pieces together so that we can better serve customers and, you know, whether it's designers or homeowners or contractors and deliver information that's going to help them to, you know, make decisions, make the process easier because there are so many people that are intimidated by choosing color. Oh, very much so. Yeah. yeah, And they, they don't want to make a mistake. They're afraid they're going to choose the wrong thing. And so by giving people information to guide them or escort them through the process is really, really important to us. And, you know, and even our imagery and everything that we put forth, we want it to be inspiring and aspirational, but, you know, just get ideas going or put forth colors in our cards or our, you know, different materials that maybe they hadn't thought of before. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, that's my next question. So is it a chicken before the egg thing? Is it, is it you're trending for them to appreciate a new color that they might not know about? Or are you coming, are you responding to what you see happening 
in the world on the street through all of the magic of how we pick colors today. Well, what we what we do is uh, a lot of research on color trends. And so basically we want to be the eyes and ears of the designer, of the customer. And we have the ability to do the research and compile all of the influences and figure out what's in the air, what's happening in society, what's happening across lots of different industries, and then synthesize that and look at here are the trends that are important. And, you know, it's funny when you're looking at paint because there are colors that are going to be popular in fashion. They're going to be popular in accessories and so forth. But they they're don't not always translate. Exactly. Yeah. They're not necessarily colors that you want to have on your wall. So that's where we really take a lot of time to put the colors through the filter of is this a good color for the wall? And sometimes there are colors that aren't so great. And we'll say, you know what? I'm seeing a lot of such and such color at the shows and when we travel to Europe and so forth, but we just can't, we can't get, put it on the wall. You know, people are not going to want to live with that color. So then there's another place for it. You know what I mean? It can be in an accessory. It can be some kind of other place, but we want to look at everything through the filter of a color that people can live with for a number of years. Yeah. We used to say in the old days before social media and stuff that, uh, home or interiors lag behind fashion and trending for about 10 years. So that, you know, if you wore a fuchsia pink dress this summer, it would take eight or nine or 10 years for a fuchsia pink to come into the home. And it was always a fascinating thing. It's a little mm -hmm. quicker now, and it, but it doesn't last as long either. Yeah. Right. And so it, that's been an interesting uh, concept, I think, about uh, social media and how we respond to color on a much quicker uh, level. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think that people are much more aware of what's going on in the world and they're exposed to so many more color ideas. So, you know, it changes the whole process. And so maybe they're a little bit more brave now than they used to be when they choose color. Maybe they're more inclined to use a deeper color on a wall or, you know, something like that, just because there are all of these means to visualize it, whether it. it's, you know, going Including online. The, or yeah, your you could go on Benjamin Moore and put yep. a room up and put whatever color that you want to. It's an incredible tool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's an incredible exactly. tool for interior designers because, you know, we either had to see it in our mind, which we were trained to do back in those days, yep. right? Envision it. But, or, you know, we start coloring it in to go, do I really like this? Navy <laughs> exactly. Right? And now, boom, boom, <laughs> you know. So it is fantastic from that standpoint. So if you yeah. don't know that... You can get on to BenjaminMoore.com. I don't know exactly where, but look for it or you can tell yeah, us. Yeah, well, so there's the Color Room tool and there's also Personal Color Viewer. So on our website, those are two ways that you're able to change colors in a room online, visualize it, you know, because a lot of times that's where people have the most trouble is visualizing, visualizing. what, you know, if you look at a one inch by two inch chip in the store, you Next know, for a, a lot of hundred other colors, uh, yeah, a, a million other colors, people have a hard time envisioning it in a bigger space. And so I think we're really at an advantage today to be able to see how the colors are going to look and take some of the guesswork out. And it's a lot of fun too. It is. I mean, it's a good thing to do in bed <laughs> if you ask me. So, but I'm an interior designer talking about trends. Tell me what the most popular uh, color for Benjamin Moore was this year. So for 2019, the color of the year is Metropolitan, and that's AF690. And, <laughs> you know, so it's a gray. It's a very, it's a really sophisticated, comforting, nuanced gray. And it's interesting because there have been a lot of grays around for a number of years, but I feel like gray is evolving. You know, it was a cooler, it was a different gray a couple of years ago, and now I see it, it's the undertones and it's the subtleties of the color and the way that the light is playing with the color that makes it so much more interesting. And then it's how you're using it in combination with other colors. So, you know, maybe bringing in um, some warmer colors with it and kind of playing with, yeah, you know, totally masculine and, and if you go with of. warmer colors. And then gray is such a great receptor for brighter colors, too. So it can exactly. go the other I, I've been fascinated by gray because you know, again, being around so long, there's so many trends and gray was something that we just wouldn't use mm -hmm. because it was New York City and gray was on the sidewalk and gray were in the buildings and gray was London fog gray sort of in our heads. Right. Yep. Which is a great. That's a really color. good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, London fog. But so it was like, I'm going to bring the gray of the street into the house. 
right? Yeah. And yeah. so to watch this progression, like you said, to see how the grays have changed year after year, they get a little bit more subtle. Mm-hmm. They have a lot more undertones, some depth to them. Exactly. And it's not that gray. It's not that typical gray from the street. And so it works. It, yeah. 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 And it's a beautiful backdrop color. You it know? really is. It, yeah. it really just, it complements so many of the other elements in the room. And, and, you know, we've had a really great response to it too. And I think, you know, there's the color of the year and then we have a palette of 15 colors that go along with it. To be that, a coordinating color or. A right. Right. Exactly. And complementary color. And I really think that people understood that palette you know it was very relatable they could understand what a lot of the colors would look like in the home and and frankly a lot of the colors that we put into the palette are real favorites as well so it's always great when people look through the card and say oh pashmina i use that in my living room it's unbelievable balboa mist i love that color you know so then it's kind of it kind of takes the trendy flash in the pan kind of thing yeah yeah and it's more you know we're not looking at trends like it's going to be in and out within 12 months it's more bringing these ideas to the forefront and just helping people think oh you know i never thought about using navy blue for my kitchen cabinets well that's actually very popular but you know what i mean you know it's just making people think a little bit differently about color we're going to talk a little bit more about trending and popular colors but you brought up uh, light right and you know in today in modern america today we have all these crazy light sources right people are just getting adjusted to led lighting in their recess you know recessed led lighting or the light bulb in their lamp it changes our perception of the color right and then of course we have natural light during the day if you're lucky Mm -hmm. right sort of thing and so um do you go through all of those steps of trying to understand color in all of the different available light sources that are around today? Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely look at different colors under different light temperatures so that we can, you know, have a good understanding of what impact light is going to have. But it's really when you're choosing a color for the home, it's just you have to look at it in the room where it's going to be used because it varies so much. You know, you see people in the store, they're at the display, they're looking at the color they're running to the window maybe the natural light will change it you know and and it's just really it's so important to see the color in the home you know between the differences in natural light and the differences even today as you said with artificial light it's it's confusing yeah and so if you you have to test your colors I, everybody was like oh do i really have to test it you have to pay the money to test it yeah I mean, just, take the time just take the time and you have to see it in the day and you have to see it at night mm-hmm. and you have to see it on a rainy day. Exactly. And so there's no <laughs> rushing with this thing if you want to live with it for, a, a, you know, a long while. But that's great. I think it's really wonderful. I want to go back to discussing undertones because I think it's so fascinating. Um, <laughs> my husband would laugh because we bought a historic schoolhouse. And uh, so I was playing with like 40 different shades of white. <laughs> Now, a lot of that was because I was having fun doing that. And yeah. I love seeing all of the, my tests. And he has a picture of all these different shades of white on the wall next to the chalkboard. But um, white has all these undertones, right? I mean, so for everybody, you can have these pink undertones. You can have these gray undertones, right? You can have these blue undertones. You can have try to get to pure white. Talk a little bit about the depth and the undertones of color. Yeah. So white and undertones, that's that's a huge story because, you know, I feel like people would look at white like it's this. Oh, it's white. It's a fallback color. But, you know, it's one of the it's one of the more complicated colors in a way to choose just because there's such a range of different whites. And, you know, I always advise people to layer the chips one on top of the other, because if you're looking at it individually, you might not really be able to see the undertone. But once you're looking at them together, you can see, all right, this one's cooler. This one's warmer. This one has more yellow. And so it's that that variety that can make or break the white that you use in a room. I got a couple more questions about white when we come back, but uh, we're going to take a break, but we're going to come back and we're going to play a game because I just felt like it, but we're going to match a celebrity with a room and you have your color choices. We got color choices coming in from emails and Instagram and stuff. So we're just going to play with a little bit of, of, uh, we're going to have fun. I don't know. It's unusual here, I know, but we are. Um, You're listening to At Home on talkradio.nyc. 
Get ready to match the stars. Greg Norris, Brett Summers, Gary Berthoff, Joyce Bulevance, Richard Dawson, and Fanny Flagg as we play the star-studded Big Money Match Game 75. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. And we're talking to Andrea Magno from Benjamin Moore. And I posted some fun pictures, some wonderful Benjamin Moore uh, pictures on their website and on Instagram. So but you can follow Benjamin Moore on Instagram at Benjamin Moore. And the same with the website is www.benjaminmoore.com. So it's all pretty easy. Um, and um, so follow them because it's a fun, it is an actually a fun Instagram to follow. Mm-hmm. Because there's always something you know different and interesting coming through, and then remember for the end of the show, send your questions to David at David Thurgardner Interior Light Interiors, and just put in at home on the subject line. So I want to talk just a second more about white. So if help everybody understand, if you're doing um, let's say a warm colored wall, yep, right, uh, a camel. Right okay. or something. Yeah, that white that most people want to choose for their trim, and I have a whole theory about that, but I don't think we have time in this show to talk about that. <laughs> but let's just say, since most people will paint their ceiling white or right. the trim white, t- try to explain the undertone that would be best to go with like a camel color. So when I help people with that, I always try to find a white that's going to have the same kind of undertone, right? So a camel is going to be warmer. It's going to have a little bit more yellow, you know, going for something that doesn't have too much yellow, but maybe even somewhere between kind of the orangey and the yellow. I was thinking sort of off the top of my head, Um, you know, you want to be able to complement the wall color with the white because it's just going to look right. You know, it's not the kind of thing that you can necessarily put words around. It just works. But when it doesn't work, it's very, very obvious. Like a right? pink tone, like a pink undertone of a white, which you have, atrium white or right. whatever. Right? Exactly. That's not going to work with a camel wall. People. Exactly. And you're going to notice the pink, maybe not right away, but in a couple of days, you're going to wake up and go, is that white? Well, exactly. Because it's not working with the candle. Right, right. Or a lot of times, you know, people will use a warmer color on the wall and then they'll choose a cooler white. And it's the same thing. It's just it's just off. So that's where I think taking the time to really think about the right white for trim is so important. And then the same goes for, you know, if you have a blue on the wall, you know, maybe you have a cooler white or even a white that has just the slightest tinge of blue. You know, you probably wouldn't even be able to read it, but it's just so slight. And it's just going to really work so much better. It does take a while to understand the undertones of white. Okay, I want to play. So we're playing Match Game because I was a kid in California and I used to go to the taping of Match Game Okay. Um, the, on the TV series. And they used to give you a green ticket that I've always remembered. Um, and that means you got entrance in, right? You were so that's why we're that's why we're playing it. So here we go. So the idea of our game is that we're picking a room and we're picking a famous person. So I decided um, I pick my neighbor Daniel Craig, his bedroom, 
And what Benjamin Moore color do you think is perfect for? You go first, and then I'll go. Oh, okay, I go first. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking something a deeper color, something kind of mysterious, like a um, hmm, maybe Iron Mountain. Do you know that one? I do. It's kind of like I a, like a brownie gray. I think I could see that being really fabulous. Or um, gentleman's it. gray. That's another good one. But definitely a deeper color, something kind of, I don't know. Rich. I, I love that. I think that's wonderful. I picked that's one of my favorite rooms is the eighth wonder of the world, which is the Zarkio Salo Palace in Russia. It's Catherine the Great's palace. And they have an amber room of 150 shades of amber in this one room. And I've always loved it and it always seemed James Bondy to me. Mm. So I picked Amber 168. But I did it as a lacquer finish, Oh, right? You know, lacquer is okay. when you put it on like 10 times, sand it off. So you yes. get this real mirror behind it. All right. That was my James Bond thing. We got online, we got navy blue. We got this really cute one, pale blue to match the color of his eyes. Okay. Which all I right. thought was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's do another one. How about, um, I love Annie Leibovitz, uh -huh. the uh, famous uh, portrait photographer. So I'm always in my head imagining that she has this gorgeous gallery mm -hmm. and she has all of her portraits on that gallery. What's the best background color, do you think, uh, for Annie's gallery wall? I would go, let's say, maybe classic gray. And I know that seems sort of expected, but I feel like a white mat around an amazing black and white photograph, you would have that slight contrast, ever so slight. I think that would be really, really beautiful. So we matched. Oh, we did. Yeah, because oh. I, I thought it, I, what I love about like photography like that is those silver tones that come mm -hmm. out, right? So you have to compliment that, right? So I picked Storm, mm. which is AF... 700. I love that one. Yep. Nice. Beautiful. But nice. I did it in flat, 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 dead matte. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. Definitely, definitely a flat matte right. kind of finish. So uh, I thought that was kind of fun. So we, yeah. we got that a lot. We got silver most was the biggest response. Mm -hmm. uh, like silver, silver tone, silver paper. Sort of. So I think everybody's yeah, on Yeah, we're all on the same page. So Annie, sorry. We, we Nobody really, everybody thinks you should paint your wall <laughs> that color. Here's the last one. The light, this one was the most fun. Library color for Michelle Obama. All right. So I'm thinking, so what's coming to mind, I'm thinking of that portrait that was done in all the different shades of gray. And I feel like you want to have some contrast so that it really stands out. So I would go maybe Kendall charcoal. Mm. Mm. Now, by the way, Kendall charcoal is like almost a famous Benjamin Moore color, right? I mean, it is. You say? It is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh it's, yeah. It's in the historic chart. <laughs> like, everybody knows. Or Chelsea gray. Yeah. Oh yeah. The oh. other one. <laughs> Yeah, just to bring out all the colors of yeah, the... Yeah, thinking about that. But then at the at the same time, I'm sort of feeling like a really, really deep green, like salamander. I don't know why, but something really deep, jewel-toned. That was the biggest response. Everybody said green. Really? One, I, oh, that's it, so funny. All different kinds of shades of green, you hmm. know? And so I was like, okay, that's great. I'm sure it's beautiful. I said like vintage claret because... Mm. Okay. Her lipstick is always so perfect and beautiful to me, and it's always the right shade, which I think is a, I don't know, I think it's the hardest thing in the world for a woman to do is pick the right shade of lipstick. So I thought her library should be vintage claret with marbleized wallpaper behind. That could be bookcase. really beautiful. So, mm, so we have I some like choices. It, I like it. So um, a lot of fun with that. Thanks, everybody, for participating. I'm just going to ask you a couple color couple colors about your house. What would you paint your powder room? Because... Here on the show, we talk about how powder rooms are like the treasure trove of decoration, right? Mm -hmm. You get this small little room, you get your little jewel box, and it's a fun room to paint. What would be one of your favorite colors to paint a powder room? Well, I for a powder room, something that, I don't know, appeals to me that's a little bit different, I would do something light on the walls, maybe with a higher gloss, but then use something really, really dark on the ceiling. Mm, nice. Because it just, I don't know, and if you have a great light fixture, it's sort of unexpected. You know, you walk in, it's kind of like, okay, here's, you know, Chantilly lace or, you know, something in a high gloss, maybe trim, you know, nice vanity. But then when the ceiling is darker, you know, in such a small room, because it's, it sort of challenges the myth of a small room and painting the ceiling something no dark, windows usually you know right, yeah. and and i always think of it being like the night sky kind of thing so i don't know i think i would oh, I keep it, it neutral and then have like a really 
dramatic ceiling. That would be cool. It. I love it. I picked um, Black Knight. Mm. 2136-10. It's one of my favorite colors. It's one of my black, uh, my favorite blacks. But I like pattern rooms to be unexpected. And mm. people are afraid of black painting rooms black. Though I think black rooms are magnificent. So high gloss again, black. You have to have the right fixtures, of course. And a gorgeous mirror on one wall. All that just to make it fun. But yeah, just totally. to be unexpected. You know, just to... Just to just to have fun with it, because that's what the powder room uh, should be. Let's move on. What? How important is the name of a color? Because that's all we've talked about are naming <laughs> colors, right? And they're coming off the top of our tongue really quickly. Super important. Is it? Yeah, oh it's God. a whole relationship oh, to yeah, the color. Yeah, people really identify with the color. It's what they remember. And and they're so proud of the fact that they remember, you know, when I'll talk friends to come people. Over. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, or, you know, once people hear that I work at Benjamin Moore, no matter where I am, if I'm at a party or if I'm at a Little, a league, game. little league game or <laughs> whatever it is is people will say oh i've got woodlawn blue in my bedroom and i love it and it cracks me up that people know the names of the colors and i think it speaks re- really really well for our our color offering and that they you know have this this attachment to it so we can't make the names go away <laughs> they're <No>. they're forever <laughs> you got clever names too i gotta tell you <laughs> yeah. and there's a lot of them yeah well it's a lot of ways to say green Yes, on a there bench, are. In Benjamin Moore. But, you know, sometimes it can be challenging because there will be colors like I mentioned uh, Gentleman's Gray earlier, which is really more of a navy blue. Mm. And people will say, oh, but I thought it was a gray because there's gray in the name. And, you know, so you can't always take the name that literally, but um, but they definitely make it fun. That's fun, though. Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Um, let's talk to some of our reluctant listeners about going bold. Right. So you said because you said about there's a trend now about painting kitchen cabinets darker colors and navy blue. I just did one in Westchester. Navy blue uh, cabinetry. It's magnificent and fantastic. Um, But it's a big leap for people. For a lot of people, yeah, yeah, it's it's a little scary, you know, and finding ways to kind of take baby steps into using a deeper color is a good way to go. You know, maybe it's choosing a smaller room that like a powder room, for instance, Mm. you know, there's a door if they paint it and they aren't really so sure if they like it. Well, you know, you can close it. But what happens more often than not is people will take the leap in a safe, smaller kind of project. They'll paint the room and they love it. And then it's almost kind of like oh, I can do this. I feel safe using darker colors in my home. You know, they, they're breaking away from Manchester tan and they can, you know, really, really feel more comfortable experimenting with some other colors. I, I think it's a really interesting thing because the darker color, for some reason, says that the kitchen cabinetry has more quality to it. Well, it's it's richer. It's, richer. it's, yeah, it's the it's, depth of it, right? Yeah, exactly, right? So I think that's really important. You know, Believe it or not, we're running out of time a little bit. But I want to just know, because we were talking about popular colors and stuff, what are the overall magic, overall most popular colors of Benjamin Moore? Well, your listeners can probably answer this for me. Revere Pewter. Oh, my God. (laughs) You probably hear that all the time. Oh, my God. HC-172. That's super, super popular. Um, White Dove is another one that's okay. extremely wow. popular. Oh my gosh. Um, Chantilly Lace. There's, there's, you know, if you look at the top 10, I'd say most of them are whites, neutrals, gray owl. That's another super popular. Owl. And Palladium Blue. That's one that always comes up too. Wow. So, Those are, yeah, yeah, fantastic. But And they're all great colors, you know, and they're, they're popular and they work really well. So for good reason, they kind of top the charts. Yeah, over and over again. Huh? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, I can't possibly thank you enough for being here. As we knew, time was going to fly by. I got, I don't know, five more pages of questions to ask you. Um, <laughs> but we're getting questions in. So will you stay with me and take some questions from our listeners, sure. if we will? Um, I'd love hearing all about your wonderful stories and color. So thank you so much. And um, all I can say is this is the very popular at home on talkradio.nyc. Popular, I know about popular, and with an assist from me to be who you'll be, instead of dreary who you were, well, are. There's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular. Lar. Lar.
You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Hey, so we're back with um, Andrea. We're going to talk, take some questions. Uh, this first one is from Hero K. Um, how about something like this? I'm trying to read it and uh, say it out loud at the same time. Um, so young designers are now being introduced to RAL color coding system, right? Which I don't have that much experience with. I think it's a European color coding. It's a, uh, it's a computer color coding as well, right? Trying to get consistency online and over line and stuff. And the question here is, is that important to Benjamin more, um, more and more each year? Well, it's more a question that we get uh, more and more frequently, I would say, as far as finding matches to those colors, because ah. it's more of a system used in Europe. And so, you know, maybe there will be a designer that has uh, something that has that color notation, and then they want to be able to translate that into a Benjamin Moore color. And so, you know, we have some databases where we can, you know, we can, we can look at it and we can find matches. And I shouldn't have people. explained it a little bit better. That is really like the Pantone sort of right. color chart of the Internet or of Europe, which is seems to be a really popular place. Um Here's one from Amy L. Let's discuss the website's ability to pair colors with coordinating colors. So, so how does it do that? Is that is that set? Because that's I think part of that is me wondering about that too. Is that is that a set kind of combination? You guys figure it out, or is the computer actually trying to make it work? No. So what what we have on the website today is um, a series of set combinations that we've looked at from um, different algorithms and we've also looked at them by eye. And so it's not um, something that's changing every time you go to the color. So we're always looking at the actual colors with the color that shows up on there. But that consistency, I think, would be important to me. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it helps us to control what we're putting out there, yeah. right? You know, because if it's purely based on an algorithm... It may work, it may not work. And so that's why, you know, we can use that kind of information and it's super helpful, but I, I just trust the eye, you know, I just come Always. back to, I, I have to see it in order to feel good about recommending it to somebody. Again, I think the the website is so much fun and, and that's one of the places that it's fun. It's sort of like pick a color and kind of, you're seeing things that you might not pick. You're seeing things that you might not expect. And so that makes it a fun sort of challenge for yourself. Right, right. It, totally. And, you know, it's a really great tool for narrowing. You know, even yeah. if, you yeah. know, you don't land on the color based on what you see online, at least it's going to help give some direction. You know, I mean, you can just, you know, go to the color room tool and play around with 
anything and have some idea of what it's going to look like. And then maybe there'll be some surprises that come out of it, you yeah. know, like the dark color kind of Which conversation. Is, yeah. So, so I think working with the website and, and going online really, really helps to kind of narrow down from 3,500 colors to maybe a small subset of a color family, you know? So then once you actually do go to the store, you can just focus on a particular area. That's a really good point. Here's a question from Dennis R. Let's, um, it's saying, how about health? Uh, and I can relate to this because I help design homes for adults with autism. And so we're always conscious about um, all of the, the different chemicals and stuff that are about a paint. So can, can you, um, eco-friendly paints, I guess, uh, the variety that are available. Yeah, so all of our premium products are low VOC. So, and that that's super important. And what's also great about them is that they are um, waterborne. So we have the waterborne coloring system. Right, but uh, low VOC means that there's not a lot of odors and stuff right. that are dangerous. Exactly. The to emissions, some emission and, of somebody yes. who might have a health challenge. Yeah, exactly. And and for issues where you know you want to be really really careful with that, I would recommend our Natura product line right which is basic that is its job right mm -hmm. it is to be a environmentally friendly healthy quality of paint right yeah this is from ann b uh, from new jersey um she says andrea what is your most what's your most favorite part about your work that's a great question that is a great that. question and there's so many things that i really enjoy about it um you know i think it's it's coming up with i kind of alluded to it before it's coming up with ways to help people just make their home better or you know update it or you know i i just love it when people ask questions about you know what do you think you know ask me my opinion i'm happy you don't have to take it but i'm happy to give people guidance and then it's just so great when people come back to you and say oh i use the color you recommended i love it i think that's probably my favorite part you know and there's a lot of awesome things that we do like traveling and looking for trends and you know and it's it's amazing to go to these different shows and whatnot but it's really when you're you're helping people that you know really really makes a difference wow that's quite beautiful um i'm gonna run with that a little bit since we're gonna talk about that and you want to help people talk about because uh, i have opinions on this of course but talk about moving through the house right so let's say we pick a color for the entry then then how the colors progress through the house. Do you have any theories or any sort of advice for anybody about that? Well, the way the way I like to approach that, you know, start out with a floor plan. And I feel like if you can lay out your color chips on a floor plan, you know, and even if you don't have a floor plan per se, but, you know, you can kind of take the chips and lay them out in the order of the sequence that all of the rooms go in, then you can start to see, well, is there a color flow? Because that's a huge question that we get. You know, people say, well, I'm standing in my kitchen and I can see four different rooms and I want to make sure it all works. So, you know, if it looks good on paper, if you will, you know, I think that can be almost a good starting point to figure out if you're going to have that right color flow. And then it's also thinking about, you know, what are the main portals? So maybe it's the entry and then there's a hallway leading into the kitchen. So one second, we lost you for a second. Try it right. again. Is it okay? Yep. There you okay. Go. Sorry about that. Um, you know, you want that to be a color that will work well with all of the rooms that are branching off of it. You know, so thinking about it in a systematic kind of way can be really helpful too. I got to tell you, we talked about the White House in my opening tonight. We talked about the White House uh, last week, and one of the one of my little in the middle of the night concerns about talking about the White House is that it. I worry that people are encouraged to have these different color rooms. You know, I call it, you know, the White House tour or, you know, around the world at the White House because you do not want that. As magnificent <laughs> as the White House is. Thank you and, for saying that. <laughs> and as proud as we should be about the historic value of that to us as a nation, we do not want a yellow room, a green room, a red room, a blue room in our house. So we pick a color. Mm -hmm. And we work, we branch like the family tree. We work exactly. through that. And, exactly. and that's how your house can be. Can your daughter, eight-year-old daughter, have any color that she wants? Absolutely she can. Right? But the public spaces have to be a part of the whole. 
They don't have to be the same color, but they have to be gradations and or values of the same color. And then the only other place that I think you're allowed to cheat is the powder room. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? You yep. can just exactly. be like, whatever I want to do. But yeah. if you follow that, then there's harmony throughout. Exactly. Right? And it, it's, a, it's a much better formula for a paint job. Oh, totally. You know? and, the, and the eye doesn't have to work as hard. You know, that's what I always think about. You know, if you're going from the red room to the blue room to the, you know, your, your eyes are you know, visual fatigue, right? So, you know, you just want it to be a seamless, natural kind of progression from one space to the next. And it's always great too, if you have something that can be, you know, a starting point for choosing your palette, you know, maybe it's an area rug, maybe it's a piece of artwork, you know, and, and starting from there to choose your color palette, I think just, again, helps to narrow down and you get a really cohesive end result. It's not a part of our paint conversation, but the other way to do that is if you allow the gradations of the paint color to happen, then you can use the furniture and the accents to um, to make a bigger statement. So you, if for exactly. you, you like navy blue, so maybe start with you know a small navy blue vase in your foyer. But by the time you get to the living room, there's navy blue pillows and a navy blue chair and a totally navy blue, right. And that's another way to express it, but it doesn't have to be the paint. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. But, you know, you want it to all come together in the end. And, uh, you know, your eye should just naturally travel through and, you know, kind of pick up on all of these different elements. And, you know, it's not something that people would recognize right away, but then reflecting on, oh, that was a really well put together room. Well, why? You know, and it's because you have all of these well-placed elements that tie together. And it's a color story. It is. And we'll end on that note. Andrea, thank you so much. It was a great pleasure. I'm thrilled. Thank you. I want to thank Emily for making it all possible. Emily, thank you for all of your help. Um, Benjamin is a very lucky place to have both of you uh, with them. So thank you for coming and spending your time with us tonight. I want to thank everybody here at talkradio.nyc. I got to thank Schoolhouse Productions number six. I couldn't do it without you and I wouldn't want to try. Benjamin Keegan for my music and remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at <laughs> at home with DTI. Oh my God. Um, and remember to take a look at my website, davidthergartnerinteriors.com. Join me next week as we talk to Mary McGowan from Rashom. Rashom is one of the top antique furniture restore, uh, restoration companies in New York and the tri-state area. So I'm looking forward to that. Stay tuned for the Noreen Sumter show, Live Life Your Way. And until next week on the radio. Remember, the best designs for your life start at home. No quiet browns and grays. I'll take my days instead and fill them till they overflow with rose and cherry red. And should this sunlit world grow dark The colors of my life will leave a shining light to show the way. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. 
The best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 